The Renegade Aviator, David Costa. Oh, oh, update away, I'm done. Two soldiers, five. We on the airfield and airspace. You are clear for takeoff. Have a good one. Thanks, Mo. Clear for takeoff. Check your bucket brake off. Check your trim set. Check your nozzle steering on. Maneuver. Damn it, half school face. Left turn out. That's what I'm up. Outflips now. In the air and on air, the Renegade Aviator combines jet airshow performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator, and like I've been talking about for the last few weeks, May Day, save our air shows. You know, that's a common term in aviation, May Day, and we say that whenever we've got a situation that we got to resolve, and right now we do, but there's a lot of good that happened with air shows. There's a lot of good in the air show industry, and we are coming back. So each and every week, I'm bringing you people from the air show industry, and today I've got Michael Wiskus of Lucas oil air shows who's with me uh michael welcome to the renegade aviator radio show hey dave thanks i really appreciate you giving me a call and get me a part of this this is terrific I really appreciate you. When I first came out to the ICAST meeting, you were the one that uh, outlined the ins and outs of being an air show performer and, and from the business side. And you've got a long history with your sponsors. And if you wouldn't mind, give the audience just a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, and what you're all about. My whole life's been centered around aviation. I love aviation. So I rode my bike out to the airport when I was 14, (laughs) (laughs) and I started then. But my entire life's been aviation. I own a small FBO in the Minneapolis area. We do a a lot of general aviation aircraft here, along with building a lot of airshow aircraft. We've had a lot of fun doing that, from Jack Link's Jet Waco to Kyle Franklin's Mini Waco to my aircraft, a number of different things we do. But... I've been a corporate pilot for 30 years, and I decided to take off the hard black shoes and the medium starched white shirts and do what I love to do, and that is general aviation, tailwheel, flying upside down, and uh, loving what I do every minute of it. Air shows have become part of the fabric of who we are. And it's not just aviation nuts like, you know, you and I that were kind of hatched to, to, to fly airplanes. But as I say on my show, air shows are about excellence demonstrated. They're about overcoming obstacles and achieving goals. You look up in the sky and see somebody like you performing. That's inspiring to people. And it's something we can't lose. The way that I like to look at it is we have the ability to be able to show people that they can also do this. Follow your dreams and go after the things that you really want to do. There's really no difference between me and anybody else in aviation. It's just that I've practiced this a little bit more and that's it. And I like to look at it in a way that, you know, you're giving kids encouragement. You're giving people encouragement. I don't care what age you are to encourage them to take the next step forward, to be able to try to go the next step in aviation and and do something that they never thought they could do before. I want to show them that, no, you can, you can do this. It just provides an excellence 
in their daily life too, whether it's at home or at work or flying an airplane. My strive is a constant trying to be really good at what I do, whether it's uh, a boss at the shop, whether it's a air show pilot, whether it's with my family and all that kind of bleeds together. Yeah, it's a big circus. It's a big entertainment medium. It's an outdoor activity. It's a place that people gather together and it's that energy of the crowd and the energy of that performer like yourself out in front that I think cannot be duplicated online. I agree. The other thing about it is, is when you go to an air show, when you see the Blue Angels, the Thunderbirds, the Canadian Snowbirds, there's a sense of pride. I mean, good grief. You've got to be proud of the United States and the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds and, and what they do in our country in general, the freedoms that we have, the abilities that we're able to achieve. Golly, I mean, how can you not be encouraged when you go to an air show and you see what we actually have in this country. It's incredible. It is. And I promised my audience that I wouldn't go uh, political and stuff. And I won't because I really don't want to make this push. When I say May Day Save Our Air Shows, I don't want to make this doom and gloom. What I want to do is I want to make this a reminder to people that you may not be able to go to your local air show right today. You may not be able to go and see us today. But I think and everybody that I've spoke to in the industry over the last couple of weeks, we're in this for the long term and we're ready to rock and roll and get out there and start flying. Exactly. I've got a a 17-year-old daughter at home, and uh, I had a discussion with her last night, and she's missing graduation, she's missing her prom, she's missing all the stuff that uh, we took for granted in the times that we didn't have to deal with this corona and stuff like that. And I said to her, I said, you know, you can take the good from this also. It gives you the ability to look back to see what's really important, the friendships, the things that you've built, and how valuable those things are. Sometimes we just take those things for granted, as we do air shows, to be able to jump in the car, take the kids and the family to an air show, go through the gates and see all these aircraft, all this incredible stuff going on. Think back right now on how fantastic that is and what we are missing and what we're looking forward to, because this is not over with. We're not done with air shows. We're just on a pause here. The button's been pushed on pause. Hopefully, by the end of June or July, we'll be able to pull off a couple air shows, show people that, hey, this is going to be okay. We're going to be fine. We are strong people, and we know what to do and how to do the socially distant rules and different things like that. But looking back at what we had and what we're going to have in the future, it just helps us to understand what we've got even more. Absolutely couldn't agree more. And we're still out there practicing. You and I are talking from our airports, from our hangars. We're out here working at the airport, getting ready. We're not giving up. And I really believe that that when we go out to an air show, when we come back, when people listen to this show, when they're sitting there thinking that they're not going to give up. And that's part of, yeah, we're all performers. We're all part of a carnival that we love. But we also need to show each other leadership, that we're in there to help each other out. We got air show performers helping air show performers. And we want the people listening to kind of think that same way. What can you do to be an asset to uh, somebody else? What can you do to help somebody else's business, somebody else you know that needs food delivered, whatever? So I think air shows just demonstrate that. It's just who we are as Americans. That's exactly right. The other thing about this, and you said you didn't want to get very political, but I'm just going to step slightly into that arena just a little bit. Not much. I'm going to stick my toe into this thing for a minute. (laughs) But, you know, America, I mean, it's not just about trying to make money. 
we like to work. We do. We are a society that enjoys what we do. We like to work. And to be stuck at home and not be able to do anything is against our American nature. We are people who will go to work, work hard. We deserve a paycheck, but we're just not built that way. Americans are not built to just sit at home, watch TV, and and watch the clock turn. We like to work. We are workers, and we're strong people. And, yeah, we get paid for what we do, but really, for most people, that's secondary. They identify with who they are when they go to work. They enjoy work, and that's who we are. And that's who America is. We're strong people. It is. And that's why air shows have been so successful. It's why people appreciate that. You and I today, right, we are not sitting in quarantine. We're working on our airplanes. We're at the airport. That's why you can hear stuff going in the background. I mean, I got airplanes flying in the background here and you got stuff going on. We're not giving up. We are working because we enjoy it. It's part of you need to be of value. It takes me into kind of this, this next section is we've got sponsors and there's sponsors who sponsor us. Us as performers, this radio show. There's also sponsors that go out there and step up at these air shows, and they do it for a reason because air show audiences support these sponsors. They appreciate our sponsors. And I know you, I mean, from what you've said and how you've walked us as a performer group to be of value back to these sponsors, I think it's important for business to understand just how important we can be of service to those people that step up and say, sure, I want to grow my business. Sure, I want to reach people. But there's a value in me standing tall at this time with the air show community. It doesn't have to do just with the air show side. I've taught my kids and my youngest boy, Shane, who's a nationally ranked gymnast. In fact, he was supposed to be at the Olympics this year, Uh. 21 in Japan. And they pushed that back another year now, which means he's going to have to try out again, which He's willing to do that. I've taught my kids, and it was from my father, that you don't just go and do your job. You try to exceed at it a little bit. You want that boss, that boss that you have, and my boss basically is my sponsor, to look at you with the thought that no one else can do what you're doing for them. And I've always tried to achieve that level of excellence when it comes to being a a sponsored act, flying around the country, meeting people, being that example for Lucas Oil. But my son and my daughter and my family, we try to exhume that that whole attitude that not only are we working, we're trying to work the best that we can, do the best that we can. I think so many people in the United States, in America, that's who we are. And uh, I'm proud of our country. I think we're going through some pretty tough times, very political times right now. A lot of finger pointing, a lot of things going on, but we're strong. We'll push through this. And uh We'll be back on the circuit on the airshow side. We'll be back at our jobs, and it'll only make us want to do it and work even harder. So I'm pretty optimistic about this whole thing. So am I, and it's easy for us to sit back some days, and we all have our moments, at least I do, I'll speak for myself, where you get into your woe is me mode, right? And that we turn around and shake it off. And I think pilots understand this. I always joke, if you turn on radar and you don't like what you see, turn it off and just press on. And that's a joke, (laughs) but my radar's on. I don't like what I see, but I know, I know, I feel it, and it is a mission. 
It's a mission to go out there and say, yeah, it may not pencil out where flying air shows makes the biggest financial sense in the world, but it's a belief. It's a dream. It's to be of service. Everything you talked about, it's excellence. It's going out there. And now we have an opportunity. And I was just telling my daughter this as well. We have an opportunity to innovate, to be different. It's not going to be the same every day. We're going to need to innovate. We're going to need to think outside the box. We're going to need to grab our sponsors and say, look, we might do things a little bit different, but the value proposition never changes. No matter economies, good or bad, the being of value, being of service is what matters. Yeah, that is so true. I've always looked at life as a series of lifetimes. Every five years, there's something's changed in your life. And it gives you new opportunities. It changes different directions. I mean, if anybody looks at it, just look back the last five years. Five years ago, where were you? What were you doing? What was your job or what was your situation? Five years prior to that, if you're old enough to be able to think back. And every five years you go back, it's the same as the future. Five years from now, my life's going to be considerably different than it is right now. And it gives us the opportunity to adjust, to fine-tune and change is good. So many people are, they're so afraid of change where I always look at change as a real opportunity to do a little bit more fine tuning, finding out exactly what I'm not doing right and trying to make those changes. So it's a series of, of five years, every five years, it's like a whole new lifetime. And that should give actually a lot of people hope instead of if they're down in a hole and their life's <laughs> not going the way they want to just hang on. <laughs> Give it a little time, things will change, and you'll be able to fine-tune it to the direction that you really want it to go. That's absolutely great advice. Absolutely great advice. Give everybody a little background about your aircraft. And for, I know a lot of people know your airplane, you know, your website talks about outrageous high performance aerobatics smothered in smoke and noise. And could I even mention smell? Could I even bring that up on this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we threw a little brute cologne in the uh, smoke oil. And what's nice is, uh, if you've got an on-crowd wind, yeah, you get to experience the brute side of, of our air show, which I think we're the only ones out there that actually add a little cologne or do that to our show. But come on, that's fun. It's different. It adds uh, a third dimension to your show. So you just got to be creative. It's just fun. It is. And watching a red pits or red biplane out there tumbling through the sky. It is. And I think people need to look at each and every performer out there and look at everybody's style is a little bit different. Everybody does things a little bit different. You innovate. You've always innovated. You know, who would have thought of bringing smell or actually using cologne and smoke (laughs) oil? But that's something you can't duplicate on YouTube. It's all part of this. It's part of this carnival atmosphere. And I say that with a smile. I'm not putting it down, but it is. It's that carnival. It's that wholesome fun of everything that the air shows represent. It's not, we all love Blue Angels and, you know, Thunderbirds. That's cool. We all love that. But everything else that goes involved, the Blue Angels wouldn't be there without people like Michael Wiskus and Lucas Oil Air Shows because it's all part of the same show. Well, I appreciate that, and you're you're trying to elevate me a little higher than I think I deserve. I just feel totally blessed to actually be a part of this and to do this. If you would have told me when I was 21 or 22 years old that I'd be 
doing air shows for 25 years, traveling around the country and sharing my passion, I had a laugh in your face. <laughs> I thought that would have been a dream that would virtually be almost unable to come true. And I'd gone to Oshkosh. I watched all the greats fly, and, and you sit there and think, how do they do that? How do they do that? I actually was in California and uh, went down to Sean Tucker's school down there just to see what was going on. I had a conversation with Mr. Tucker, and uh, he made a comment to me that stuck with me my entire career and actually bled into other parts of my life. And that was, he looked at me and he says, you know, the only difference between you and I in flying air shows is that I've practiced more. That's all. There's no difference. If you practice, you'll be able to achieve this also. And uh, I took that home. (laughs) Yeah. I took that back to Minnesota. I jumped in that little pits. And uh, that year I was doing competitions. I practiced 200 hours that one summer. Yeah. And uh, I was doing competitions then all over the country. And in that little beat up orange pits with duct tape on it and uh, Elmer's glue holding it together, doggone, we were taking trophies home and it was just crazy. And I just went from there and just kept practicing and practicing. And that's half the fun of this air show stuff in aerobatics is you just constantly try to become better and better and better. Now, I am becoming a little closer to the end of my career, age-wise and everything. There is a time here in the next few years where I'm going to be pulling the pin. But my passion now is to continue doing what I'm doing, but also try to pay it forward a little bit here. Try to Pass some of the stuff that I've learned from the sponsorship side to the uh, aerobatic skill side, the simple fact of how to stay alive in this career. That's the next journey here in the next few years for me. That's that other five-year lifetime thing I was talking about earlier. That's the next step here is to be able to go to that level, pass this forward, and finish up my career in, in air shows. Right on. And that is, I've done consulting with businesses for years from the sales side. I ran medical companies and trained salespeople. And until I got involved in sponsorship selling, it's unbelievably different. And uh, talk about five-year windows. I came in thinking, well, I'm a sales guy. I grew up as a sales guy. This should be a snap getting sponsors. And it wasn't. And until I heard you talk at ICAST, I thought I had lost it, right? I lost my ability. And then you said it, picking up the phone and calling people. And you said it about practicing. There's no secret to this, but I think a lot of us today, we want the shortcut. I want to be a superstar. I want to rest on my laurels from five years ago, and I just want it to happen. I got 15,000 hours of flying time, but in the air show world, that means I know zero, nothing, starting all over again. And that, I think, is important for everybody to hear because they have their dreams, their passions, your son doing gymnastics. I think people don't understand just how much of the little steps are involved that are not earth-shatteringly hard but you can't short circuit them. Am I off base? Am I making it too simplistic? I agree with you 100%. When it comes to the sponsorship side, though, my goal for the sponsorship side, you got to look at it completely different. So many people look at it as, well, this is what I do. This is incredible. And people are going to want to rush and be a part of this whole thing. It's not about you. (laughs) It's about the sponsor. What's their return on the investment? And we talked about this before. What are they getting out of it? So you've got to totally get out of the cockpit, take the parachute off, take your helmet off, go sit down at the table and figure out 
what is Lucas Oil going to get out of this? What can I do for them? How can I help with them in their sales? And when we do this, how are they going to look at this whole project? They don't even sell aviation fuel or oils or anything like that. So you go to a totally different place and stand in their shoes, put on their hat, and see how you would want, if you were them, for this air show to be able to get their name out there, represent them. And uh, it's not about me. I just happen to be this guy that can take an airplane and fly upside down at 10 feet and cut a ribbon. That just comes from practice. How can I take a sponsor who's helped me out for the last 20 years unbelievably and make it worth their while? It seems, though, that the last 20 years, and I did sign another two-year agreement this year, whatever we're doing for them is seems to be working, and they're signing up. So... 20 years worth. Golly, thank you, Lucas Oil, for believing in us and letting us do what we love to do and get your name out there. So Absolutely. And it does get out there. Look at the amount of people that show up at an air show. And unlike most other entertainment venues, when you're flying, those 10 or 12 minutes are 100% focused on your sponsor, their name, their branding. Where else can you get that kind of advertising? That's just it. You know, when you look at NASCAR, when you look at any other event, there's, we're not racing 15 or 25 other cars. It's 12 minutes with our announcer talking about Lucas Oil, where they can get their product. It's all about them. And I get to blow some smoke out, tumble the airplane a little bit, and even talk over the radio and, and push my sponsor. But yeah, so the return for the sponsor, if we've got 50,000 or 150,000 people out there. They don't just hear it that 12 minutes either. I always try to work it out to where I open the show, Circle Jumpers. The announcer talks about us. I do my performance, my 12-minute performance with an inverted rivet cut. They talk about it. And I always try to sneak back and always do a little bit of jet car racing, another 12 to 15 minutes worth of sponsorship time. So if you've got 100,000 people out there and you've got uh, three 12-minute slots and Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil, it tends to stick with the spectators. Absolutely, because they're going to hear that. They're going to see that. And again, those mentions and all that. And that is gold to the sponsors. And it's part of what we're just telling people everywhere we can. I've got a local air show here near me that I'm flying in. But I told them, I said, look, with all this stuff that their sponsors for the air show are not able to do business because our state is shut down. So how do we bring them back before the air show when they've lost months of revenue. So I stepped up because I'm not a well-known air show name and said, how can I help? Can I put on a flight suit and walk into there with, can I do something to be a value to get these sponsors back to let them know that the money they're spending and it's substantial to do this is going to be well-regarded by every person that walks through that gate. Yeah. I think once the gates do open up and people start walking in, People are going to appreciate it more and more. They're going to listen more and more. And the sponsors are going to be able to get their return on investment more and more. I think so, too. I really do. Because um, it is something that it can't go away. So we're reminding people. We're out there saying, look, we didn't go anywhere. We're not ducking and running. Uh, You wouldn't want the captain of your aircraft to duck and run and cry the blues. You would expect 
a pilot, a captain to uh, stand tall and say, look, this is simply an opportunity to be better, an opportunity to do things different, an opportunity to come back. And it's your opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, as fans, just to remember and to visit the websites of the performers and to stay engaged because uh, wait till you see what comes back. I think I'm chomping at the bit, ready to have some fun. Well, we've seen what uh, business can do. This last year, our economy just the way everything has been in the past year, in the last few years, it's been extraordinary. And uh, that didn't quit just because of anything up other than this virus. We've got a lot of uh, good ahead of us here. And I'll tell you, like I said, I'm extremely optimistic. I've traveled East Coast to West Coast. For 20 years, I've flown that little Pitts biplane everywhere, stopping at little places. In fact, for the first 15 years, I tried to make sure I stopped at places I'd never been before just to experience the places. Now I've been to so many places, stopping for gas from East Coast to West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) I've pretty much stopped everywhere. But you meet all these people, you talk with these people. I don't just gas up and run. I like to stop. I like to shake hands. I like to talk with people. And uh, I know this country. I know the people. I know Americans. And we are strong. There's nobody like us. Nobody like us. And... uh, like I said, I'm extremely optimistic. It is true. And it is humbling. I just being new to this industry, I just had uh, one of our fans on the radio show say, hey, you know, when you come through, make sure you land at our airport and say hi. How humbling is that? That What you're out there doing? I mean, I'm just a guy that's flown a bunch of stuff, but now it's my turn to give back in a different way. I'm trying to help all these new pilots. I'm trying to help people come into aviation. And in the meantime, if I can fly my little jet out in front of the crowd and have a blast and not be... Here's my number one goal as an airshow pilot, not be the subject of a debrief. (laughs) Number one, (laughs) that's the number one goal, especially being a new guy. I never want to amaze a veteran like you. I don't want you to go, wow, that was terrifying, Dave. (laughs) Well, listen, in my career, there are six times when I actually got out of the aircraft. There are six times I got out of the airplane and I was walking away and I turned around and looked at that airplane and I thought, How in the world did I get away with that? (laughs) How did I not get killed on that flight? There are six times. So every time I taxi out to do a show on the end of the runway, running the airplane up, and I'm counting to six. I'm counting every one of those situations and just reliving them just a little bit, realizing the margin of error in what we do is so, so thin. And we have five or six variables that we're dealing with all of them which are very the margins are very thin so you've got to you've got to make sure that you do everything precisely and uh but those six times that I count down um, brings me back down to earth it humbles me anything can happen anytime take your time fly the airplane and do what you know how to do don't go out and try to do something you've never done before wow. so it's uh pretty humbling when you start looking at it that way. Like I said, six times I walked away wondering how in the world did I not kill myself on that one? Absolutely. And it's, it's risk mitigation and you mitigate risk by going out there and having the practice, as you said earlier in the show, practicing, being cognizant, debriefing, being honest with yourself and flying to a high standard and doing everything we do to a high standard, whether it be going after and making phone calls to potential sponsors or flying the airplane or stocking grocery store shelves, be excellent, 
That's why we're out there doing this. Yeah, we have fun and we're blessed. Every one of us is blessed for every day we have. I can't think of a more fun way to make a living. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a wonderful way of making a living. And uh, like I said, I can't even believe I get to do what I get to do. It's incredible. But aviation in general, whether I'm right now, I'm in the process of uh, in between some of my practicing here. Um, I try to practice once or twice a day. Right now, I'm building up to it. I'm working on a Baron. We just redid the interior. We, I just bought this to buy, turn, and sell for the shop. That's what we do. Huh. And I'm sitting in there underneath the dash, rewiring some stuff for avionics. I still love every part of aviation. I love all of it. Yep. So whether it's flying upside down at 10 feet, racing a jet car, whatever it is, I love aviation. I love all every aspect of it. I love it. Right on. And that's why love your life, love what you do. It's a choice. We choose. We choose every part of our day. And uh, Michael, I'm thrilled and I'm blessed to uh, have you on my show today. I really do appreciate. I know you're very, very busy and I really appreciate you, Lucas Oil Air Shows, for coming on the Renegade Aviator Radio Show today. Well, I appreciate your invitation. Thank you. All I can say is this. I love this country. Uh, There is a God. And uh, He'll take care of us. He'll he's watching over us, and uh, this will pass. So, just hang on. And like I said, every five years is a lifetime. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of this time to realize what we had and what we have in the future. It's incredible. It is. I couldn't agree more, Michael. Thank you again. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Right on. Okay, Dave. Hey, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator. You are listening to the podcast version of my radio show. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. You can find the Renegade Aviator radio show anywhere you find podcasts. Can't find it on your preferred platform? Contact me through the website RenegadeAV8R, RenegadeAviator.com, and I will fix it. Back to the next segment. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Here we go. Before I wrap up this show, I want to thank, once again, Michael Wiskus of LucasOilAirShows.com. And I mention this again as a reminder. When you listen to my show, when you watch the other air show performers fly, when you walk into the gate at the air show, check out what these sponsors and advertisers have to offer and let them know that you heard about them through the Renegade Aviator or you heard about them through the air show performer that you watched or the air show that you went to. Without advertisers, without sponsors, aviation events like an air show are going to be a thing of the past. Some air shows are free, and some air shows charge a few bucks. So what? Either way, the value to you, the fan, is off the charts. You couldn't afford to even walk into the gate at an air show without the support of advertisers and sponsors. Those of you in marketing, if you think that internet marketing gives the best return on investment, you might be wrong. You should consider live aviation events like air shows. When I go shopping, I go out and I support the people, the companies like Lucas Oil Products, because they support air show performers. They support the things that I'm passionate about. And I let them know 
I make sure I tell them that I saw them at an air show. You know, Mike talked about life in five-year increments. So what will the next five years of air shows bring? They're going to bring change. And this May Day situation right now, mark my words, it's going to change air shows forever. Those of us in the air show community, we're standing strong. The air show performers, we're standing strong. The air show venues are standing strong. They're ready for the crowds. And the advertisers and the sponsors, the 3%, they're standing strong. So stand with us. Be part of the 3% that want a solution. Go to renegadeaviator.com and click on the Mayday link. This is David Costa standing strong in the air with my TS-11 Iskra jet and on the air with you right now. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. (laughs) 